Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. That means Jen Shaw typed these I have words the about me. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. Wow, it's been a wild week, I feel like, from everything from true crime to celebrity news to just everything. It's just been a lot. So we got to talk about it. Um, Let's start the episode by talking about our girl of the week. Of course, that goes to one Onika Tanya Mirage Petty, a.k.a. Nicki Minaj, a.k.a. Nicki the Boss, a.k.a. Barb, uh, Barbiana, I don't know. She, what, I was, like, hoping every day that this happened (laughs) that it would be the last day. (laughs) So, for y'all who don't know, let's, God, let's talk about it. So the Met Gala happened last Monday and the requirements for the celebrities to be there was that they had to be vaccinated. So this started up a bunch of conversations as to who was there, who wasn't there more importantly, and it was the absence of said celebrity because of their lack of vaccination, right? Bella Hadid hopped on Instagram and was like, y'all hoes aren't going to play me. I got vaccinated in August, which personally to me sounds like she got vaccinated because she knew that she couldn't go to the Met Gala unless she was. And she was like, all right, well, I got a month, (laughs) so let's let's make it work. Um, But with that being said, you know, people were curious about Nicki Minaj. So somebody came out and said, like, you know, that's probably why she wasn't there. 
she hopped on Twitter and said that that was not the case. And then she gives us a lot of personal information that really wasn't hers to share. So 5.44 p.m. Eastern Time on September 13th, Nicki Minaj decided to tweet, My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married, and now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. Now, um, there are just several people uh, who are like, ma'am, um, is it crack? Uh, uh, do you think that maybe he had an STD? And that might be what's happening and not the vaccine. Um, you know, maybe we shouldn't talk, be talking about your cousin's friend's balls on the timeline um and and the girth and and the the swelling and the bulbousness um you know like as a straight do do i need to like (laughs) i'm not gonna share my official opinion on balls i mean y'all y'all can guess (laughs) ambivalent it's ambivalent um but uh, the the shenanigans continued and here's the thing about one Nicki Minaj is, first of all, <clears throat> um, barbs should be considered domestic terrorists. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But they should be considered Twitter terrorists. I mean, you cannot speak about this woman at all in even the slightest negative fashion. And then you will get a bunch of... 17 to 23 year olds talking to you about your life. What do you know? Is this your business? Your breath stinks. Um, You know, you have, you know, uh, I don't know, whatever. But where am I going with this? Here's the thing is that Nikki has a history of not being able to let go of things much in the sense of like, uh, almost like a Pierce Morgan like, like, there's always just, like, something that, like, it's, like, it never had to go to this level, and yet here we are, and, like, we just, dog of the bone. We're not letting go. So, this began four days of Ballgate. Um, there were, you know, tweets, people from the CDC, Nicki Minaj's fans doing protests outside of the CDC in Atlanta, um, talking about how she's telling the truth, and... And, you know, all these conversations that were have being had about <clears throat> uh, safety, vaccinations, doing your research, not doing your research, et cetera, et cetera. To me, um, I would say that so many millions of people have been vaccinated at this point. And so to say now, you know, a hefty six months after or more after um, people have gotten their vaccinations, I think it's, um, it, it's uh, interesting to me that you say that now you need to do your research. Uh, she did claim, so any of you barbs don't come after me. She did say that at one point, at some point in the future, she feels like she will have to be vaccinated. She wants to go on tour. She does, you know, recommend it for people who need to be vaccinated for their jobs. But, you know, she just says, you know, I, I want to make sure that we're all learned up on this, blah, blah, blah. 
this is a huge problem. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, when celebrities have platforms like this, you really have to be careful about like what it is that you put out there. And I understand that Nikki has this relationship with her fans that is very like familial and friendly and whatever. And you feel like you can hop on the timeline and just like have these conversations with people. But then you find out that like, oh, everybody else can see this. And this is where the problems happen. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a problem. I, she, there were so many Instagram stories that she, or Instagram lives that she hopped on showing us her ceiling and, and just like being pissed and saying that Twitter suspended her because she was talking the truth. And like, why can't I say what I'm allowed to say? I'm like, well, you know, the international implications might be that, um, the safety of our country and the world at large might be an issue. Um, she also at one point claimed that the White House had invited her to um, for a visit. That is also not true. They just were like, ma'am, somebody from the White House will sit down and do like hop on a Zoom with you and explain how this all works, but you're not coming here, sis. That's this. We're not having like a, a red table talk about, um, y- you know, everything when the when the the higher ups and the prime minister or whatever i don't know what the government is like in trinidad i'm sorry forgive my ignorance but when he has to say that that is not true and 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 talk about balls this is why you can't just hop on twitter and say anything right because now the government multiple international governments have now had to speak out and undo the damage that you've done (laughs) and so yeah, Nicki Minaj, you were our girl for the week. You guys, get vaccinated. Please. Please. If you can do it, please do it. I've had it, you know, since I got it done in March. And, I, you know, I'm still the bad bitch that I was before. But now, I'm safer, you know? So, yeah, there we go. Um, Let's move on to... um. You know, it's worse. It's just worse. I mean, let's just let's just have a clap here. Finally, uh, Robert Durst has been uh, found guilty of murdering somebody because Lord knows he's just been out here in the streets for decades, <laughs> just busting heads, popping people off, whacking people left and right. So finally, we've got like the most feeble and close to death version of Robert Durst, uh, wheelchair bound, <laughs> just decrepit old finally finally justice has been served we did it guys he's gonna go to jail (laughs) all right something happened on my insta no youtube my youtube algorithm pointed me in the direction of something that i found very entertaining and i hope you guys do too i um happened upon a video of holly madison former girlfriend of Hugh Hefner, former girl next door. Uh, She has a YouTube channel where she, you know, will kind of dip a toe into talking about her past life at the mansion. Um, But recently she decided to rewatch, do a rewatch of the series premiere of Girls Next Door. And I watched her and I found it very fascinating. She started off by saying that 
she she like did an intro before she introduced the video and she said that during her watch her rewatch that she first of all had not seen these episodes since that time so like you know maybe i watched them at, you know when they premiered um and we would do like dvd commentary but you know she, like she's like i probably haven't seen this since 20 2006 right um and she says that at some point she got really upset because she was remembering things um manipulations that were happening on a on account of Hugh and how he would kind of like pit the girls uh, against each other, and he was just, like, really emotionally abusive, so she got triggered towards the end, but she did say that she liked seeing, like, the happy parts of it. Um, one thing I thought she said was interesting was that, uh, the Girls Next Door era, because she lived in the mansion for, like, three and a half years prior to the show, was the best of times. That that three years before was, like, super dark and really awful. And so, like, having the show almost sort of freed them a little bit. They were able to do more for themselves, and they were able to be more autonomous, and they weren't so much under that half thumb. Um... And she also mentioned sort of like a Paris Hilton thing is that she, her voice on the show is very like light and bright and, you know, high pitched and sort of like happy and whatever. And she said, you know, I, I created this character of Holly of like the happy girlfriend, doting girlfriend, because I was too afraid to show my real self and I thought people would judge that. And then of course she says, you know, obviously people judge me anyway. And I really kind of came off kind of like a bitch a little bit. Um, and that there were a lot of times where like in the premiere episode, there's, she talks about how, well, first of all, she said that one day Hugh came to her. Why do I keep, why does it feel weird to call him Hugh? <laughs> I'm just going to call him Hef. One day Hef came to her and said that he had spoken to the producers and, okay, so initially the show was originally supposed to be about the staff and then it kind of evolved into being about the girlfriends. And one day Hef came to her and said, I had a conversation with the executive producer and we have your roles. So you, Kendra, and Bridget all have roles. Kendra's going to be the one who wants to have fun. Um, Bridget's going to be the ambitious one who, like, wants a career. And you're going to be the one who cares about me. (laughs) She was like, you know, at the time, it was fine. Like, I didn't have a problem being the, like, number one girlfriend or the one who was, like, devoted to this relationship. But... She says, you can see in the, the series premiere that she's reading a book on real estate because she was trying to get into uh, real estate and investing and stuff like that. But like that never, that part never showed. So I, you know, it's like they're off doing their own thing, Bridget and Kendra, but I'm looking like I don't have any ambition and like this is my whole world. And that wasn't the case at all. She also mentioned something that I thought was really insightful and interesting was that the show was able to be this like fluff nothing sort of happens kind of vibe because people the audience could sense that there was like a greater tension bubbling under the surface with the relationships with the dynamics you know with half and with the girls that people could sense that there was something bubbling under the surface so it was 
interesting to just watch them be like light and bright and do these things that were like totally inconsequential and didn't matter. Um, she also mentioned that she gets asked to do, you know, documentaries and, and talking heads about the, the mansion all the time. She has turned down a bunch, but she did do one documentary um, that I guess will be coming out soon ish. Um, and she said that she did it because, Ooh, I can't remember why she said she did it. Oh, I think because there were, like, women from, like, the older days in the Playboy Mansion. She, I guess she felt like it wasn't going to be so salacious. It was going to be more of, like, just talking about what life was like there. Um, And then she also mentioned that she is in talks with doing a 10-part series. I I believe it's going to be, like, a fictional series about her um, memoir down the rabbit hole. So that seems really interesting. It seems like she, I I think it might be beyond the talk stage. Like, I think they're actually like actively doing things. Um, so that is really interesting. Um, I think she might be doing more episodes, uh, in the future. So if you want, check it out. Like I love like a real behind the scenes moment. You guys know that I'm watching, uh, I have been watching now (laughs) for like over a year now, Whitney Port from the Hills and the city does rewatches of the city. She's done the whole series of the city. And now she's there like on the tail end of the Hills and they're about to do Laguna beach. So that's always fun. Like I love the behind the scenes stuff. I love that. Like dark underbelly. I love to get a peek behind the curtain if you will. And yeah, I just thought it was very interesting. So obviously we all know at this point that after just the long, slow death rattle of cancellations, postponements and rescheduling, Bravo decided to just finally call it and say, we're officially not going to be doing the Real Housewives of New York season 13 reunion. This has never happened before, unprecedented, the likes of which we'll never hopefully see again. Um, I, I hate this. There are so many rumors and theories as to why this might be happening. The predominant one, ones being, well, one really being that it's due mostly to protect Ramona. And that is due to the fact that she is going to be doing the Housewives Ultimate Girls trip uh, Peacock, you know, she already filmed that. And the, the logic behind it is that they don't want to put Ramona in this position where they're raking her over the coals and then being like, okay, guys, here's our Peacock special (laughs) featuring the woman that we all have raked through the coals. I hope that that is not the case. I think Bravo personally or Andy needs to make a statement because we all know that the first wave of rumors surrounding um, all the the whole situation with them not filming the reunion initially were finger pointing and blaming towards Ebony. And I feel like this is something that needs to be rectified because Ebony has had to go out on a limb on her own and refute those claims. And let's be real. Like it it, it just, it, it look, it's a bad look at best to blame it all on the new black housewife because, you know, for lack of a better term, she's been like, quote unquote, provocative this season, like bullshit. Um, 
I just think it's wildly unfair to her that there are so many people out there that are still thinking that she may have had something to do with that. When we, we need to know the truth. Why do we not know the truth behind this? How has this been under such lock and key? We find out little bits of information about people, housewives, spoilers all the time. So why now is this all so shrouded in mystery? Why have we not gotten a definitive answer as to what happened, why it's happening and how they're going to be moving forward to just like, and it just sounds so silly <laughs> like to be like acting like this is such a serious thing. But like, in a way, it kind of is like, I think it's really unfair to Ebony, like, love her, hate her, or anywhere in between. I think it's really unfair to her to have to have this like burden of um, responsibility. And I also think if the rumor is true that this is all done to protect Ramona, then that really fucking sucks. Like, what was the point of all these, you know, diversity hires? What was the point of all the inclusion? What was the point of, of, um, you know, firing all these people? If now we're just going to be going back to our old ways, if now we're just, we're just like hanging this poor woman out to dry and, and not speaking up for her. Like what's, there's no point in even having this. Like I'm frustrated, but it's like, I think on some level, most of us like black people and people of color kind of knew that this was what going to happen is that you, you hire these people to give the illusion of inclusivity. And then you see what happened is that they're basically thrown into this situation where they're having to educate, explain, um, have arguments with people and discord with all these white people in order to have some semblance of, um, equality and it's like we don't have to be on this all my life I have to fight shit like let's just have fun you know even with Garcelle on an all-white franchise that you know the cast members are we're led to believe mostly pretty liberal open-minded what have you um that there's even this thread of even happening now and they're not really talking about it being a race thing but to me there are shades of uh, microaggressions that are happening with Garcelle. And I believe that they are, there are tinges of racial aspects to it. I think, um, I think the way that Dorit has been handling Garcelle and Kyle and Lisa um, is rooted in some sort of racism I wish that this is something that we would talk about more, but I also understand how Garcelle just like doesn't want to have that conversation. Like I had a talk with um, Taria from what else is going on Um, last week. I was on her episode and we were talking about how sometimes like as black women, you, you don't want to fight all the time. (laughs) You don't want to have to explain how you feel. You don't want to have to have a come to Jesus moment and be like, you know, this was not okay because X, you know, you don't always want to do that. And you don't always have to do that. And a lot of, you know, some part of self care is at times just choosing not to go there because it's protecting your own peace. And I feel like that's what Garcelle is doing And it makes me really sad for her. Um, But with that being said, I think 
the reunion would have been really good. Um, it had a lot of, lot of potential to be very good, but now we're gonna, not going to have it. So I guess that's all she wrote. So, oh, all right, let's move on. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I want him to be healthy. I want him to buy him a healthy girlfriend, a healthy yeah. life. Yes, ma'am. I tell you, the girl can be beautiful, but I tell Robert, Dent, I said, if, if you smell fish, run. Oh, my God. I There's can't. no way. About well, when I, no, I told him, if you get in that moment and you start smelling, <laughs> run for the border. <laughs> Because it should not be fishy. <laughs> All right. Let's just very quickly talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I'm not able to do like my typical full on recap. My bad. My apologies for that. But let's let's talk about it. So this was a great episode. We're now in episode two. Um, a lot of things happened. Who I am deeply concerned for Heather Gay. Like... Deeply, I think. I think she's a good person, but it's to a fault and it's to the point where, like, I just don't get it. As somebody who, you know, I am a, (laughs) wait for this, I am a quadruple Pisces. I am somebody who always wants to, like, make things work, leave on a good note, not have bad blood between people. So I can understand, I think a little bit more than a lot of people where Heather is coming from with relationship with, with relation to her situation with Jen. But now, th- excuse me, those were my feelings last season. Now it's too much for me. It's so abusive and just emotionally sad for me and it's hard to watch her try to navigate and work through this relationship with Jen somebody who is just so she's not capable of being your friend she isn't even capable of seeing why you would be upset with her and at that point you just have to just wash your hands of the whole situation so 
One of the big storylines for this episode was the fact that Jen and Heather had decided to get together and talk since they had not seen each other or spoken to each other since the reunion, which happened two months prior. And in the meantime, Jen has been tweeting and liking and retweeting stuff, not only about Meredith and specifically Brooks, but um, Heather, just really awful things, calling her racist body shaming her we found out at the reunion that uh jen had called heather shrek (laughs) bitch i could never like and i'm gonna kiki with you after that absolutely not so it's seemingly gotten a lot worse um not only has jen called her honey boo boo um, but she also has been repeatedly calling her racist um heather said this this was not a productive conversation. I mean, are, are we capable of having a productive conversation with Jen Shaw? No. I, I believe the answer to that is no. Um, with that being said, I would have liked Heather to ask her, like, why do you feel like I'm racist? Instead of just going to the victim part of that. Like, if I were a white person and somebody called me racist... I would be extremely curious to know what it was that I did. And if you're just like calling me that willy nilly and Heather did mention, you know, we're in a very um, heightened space with when it comes to race relations more so than ever before. That is a really, um, you know, dangerous thing to, I don't want to say dangerous, but like it's, if she's not, and you're just calling her that because you feel some type of way about her, that's wrong. (laughs) That is unequivocally not the right thing to do. And if Jen's response to that is, I put it on my Instagram story or my Twitter or whatever, but I took it down five minutes later. No, that's not an acceptable answer. Like, let's talk about this. Why do you think I'm racist? And five minutes, we have to, that that excuse no longer exists. It has not existed for a long time, but like we need to really be down to the brass tacks about like, I took it down because we know the power of the internet. You know, the power of having a social media following like yours, you know, the power that you have being a housewife and how people are going to screenshot everything you say. It doesn't matter if you took it down five minutes later, because I can guarantee you girl, five hundred people have that screenshot and they've all posted it and it's going to go to all the blogs and it doesn't matter like it no there is no five minute rule this isn't like uh i dropped a pringle on the floor and i need to catch it in three seconds not the same girl so heather goes on to pull up like some pretty serious undeniable receipts of hey girl um here's what you said here's the blue check next to your name it's clearly from your account you did this. You said these things. Jen Shaw insists that she did not say it. That's not fucking me. Blah, blah, blah. Girl, there's something, I mean, like, I don't know if, you know, hindsight's always 2020. I don't recall feeling this unsettled by Jen. And, you know, I know that we have the information of like, knowing what's going to be happening a couple months from now with her. And maybe that's painting my image of her. But like what I'm seeing now is an absolutely unhinged woman. Like, and I'm talking about this woman who like was fighting people in a Versace pantsuit. I'm talking about this woman who was throwing vodka 
sodas at a bowling alley. Like, this is dark. <laughs> this is dark behavior. And again, like, I don't know if I'm looking at this through the lens of, like, I know what's going on. But, ooh, to just look at somebody and have them have irrefutable evidence in your face and say, that's not me, I didn't do that. Ma'am, we can't do that. We learned this lesson on Real Housewives of Potomac with Monique and her Facebook groups that was bashing, who was it, Giselle or some somebody, some cast member, that you can't blame it on the team. You can't say, somebody else handles my social media, blah, blah, blah. Everything has to go through you, right? People shouldn't just be, your social media manager shouldn't be like making these bold statements and stuff on behalf of you because everybody thinks it's you like that's not an excuse you know <laughs> like it, she's it's dark it's so dark to watch and it's so frustrating it's so frustrating for I'm frustrated for myself I'm frustrated for Heather I'm frustrated that Heather wants to continue a relationship with this person even though she can't even admit to being awful it's just so it's it's deep y'all it's deep we get to see more of the new wife uh jenny and her life and um how her husband really wants to have more children and how in her culture the more kids you have like the more it's like a sign of wealth um but she's got her tube side and she doesn't want to do it and I don't know why, like, I don't know why I find this more interesting than Mia and her, like, hashtag girl boss problems, but I just found it more compelling. I really like her family, um, and I just think she's, like, a dynamic woman. I, I really, really like her. Another thing that I want to bring up, back to Jen, Stuart. I was shocked when we saw Stuart in two scenes this episode. I just, like, ooh, I imagine that he signed a release prior to all of the <laughs> uh, situations that happened down the pipeline for him, but I, it was just so shocking. Like, can you go back and say, like, I am reneging on my um, consent form? Like, I would die. Like, I can, in some universe, understand because clearly, sorry, but I, it's my belief that Jenna is a deeply unwell person. Um, and she needs the money, let's be honest. So I can understand why she would have signed on for season two. Um, also, she's like a complete narcissist who has like no grip on reality. But Stuart, why are you on TV, sir? Why are you still here? Because I, you, I could never, no, you would never see me again. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. 
Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Um, our next compelling storyline was Meredith, again, talking about her issues with Jen and Jen's uh, nasty, battled relationship with um, Brooks. So, you know, she has this conversation where she talks to Seth about it. And we're led to believe that she's never had this conversation with Seth. And I... Given their relationship, I'm not sure if I believe that or not. Like it, there, there could definitely could be truth to that. Um, but it seems like Meredith is pissed, <laughs> and so I just uh, I have to believe that they've had this conversation before. But Seth was doing a very decent job of pretending like he didn't know what the tweets were, what she was liking, what the tweets said. He seemed very muted, shocked kind of surprised but not really it also kind of seemed like he didn't think it was that big of a deal did anybody else feel that way that he didn't seem to be on Meredith's level of like being pissed um you know again Meredith tells us and and Seth like hey he's never it's unfair of Jen to label him as something that he is not identified as not to me not to anybody he's still trying to figure it out and also it doesn't matter to me what he is because I just want him I think she said I just want him to identify as our son um so yeah I mean I I feel for her and they were Brooks and Brooks was the bartender and Meredith was on watch what happens live last night and I liked her. This was her first time in studio and she looked pretty. Brooks looked boring. I guess he's back in school in NYU. Um, you know, I don't really like, you know, I don't really like care for Brooks. I, I Meredith tried to answer the question of like, what is fair in terms of Brooks is very active on the show. He's sitting down. He's doing interviews. He clearly wants to be on the show. Um, so, like, where is the line between, like, you can't talk about the kids when he's an active participant, right? Um, and I don't feel like she really answered the question. I think it was more just, like, you know, when you're taking it to a homophobic level, that's, like, a different thing, which I completely agree with. I, I completely do. And, like, Jen's excuse that basically Brooks started this first because he was talking about my vagina is, like, no, girl, come on. Like, I'm 35. Jen is what? I'm probably equal, equidistant between Brooks and Jen. I would be so embarrassed to be fighting with a 21-year-old or 22-year-old. Why is she not? You know? That's sad, girl. That's embarrassing. Jen's storyline this week was a strange one. It was about how she had a family friend that she considered a, um, like a family. Like she had a, it was the guy that was around her son's age that she considered to be a son of hers. And she was like a second mother to him. He lived in South Central LA. Um, she recently moved him to Salt Lake because, um, he, she tells this very strange story about how like things she wasn't showing up in the way that she needed to basically in the last year, a lot of things had been going on. There were tensions in the family situations that needed to be worked out. This 
boy that was like a second son to her reach out to her and said, you know, my family can't live here anymore. Like, can we move in with you? She ignored him for like months and then finally got back to him. And he is now living in Salt Lake. Um, She starts talking about the, he even mentions that she's sort of like the matriarch or the family member that kind of brings everybody together and how important it is. And it's just, yikes, just watching it seems like Jen came into this clearly not knowing that the charges were going to be uh, put up against her, but thinking that she was going to rehab her image. <laughs> That's the crazy thing is that like, we're about to see her have the most explosive drama in housewives history. And she came onto the show clearly to be this like family, oriented I'm getting my family back together I'm like trying to rectify my marriage kind of thing it's just like woo! what a what a what a treat what a treat to watch all of this go down the absolute irony of her being like I messed up but I'm really motivated to bring my family back together and I never want to tear this apart again and this is going to be my year to turn it all around it's like babe woo. <laughs> Honey. Mm. Anyway. Um, of course, highlights were one. Uh, Mary and Whitney. Mary's like little walk through her home and the green carpet, the green church carpet. I mean, here's something that you guys should know. Is that like I grew up as sort of in Mary's a Pentecostal church, if I'm not mistaken. I grew up going to a church of God in Christ, which is a Pentecostal offshoot. So I know Mary. This is my childhood, right? Like I understand. I don't understand. No, (laughs) let's not make no mistake. I do not understand Mary, but I understand from the religious aspect, like the cultural things that are happening here, because it's not just like black culture that we're seeing with Mary it's church culture and it's specifically this kind of church culture like Pentecostal church culture so when I saw that like hunter green carpet I was like oh yeah I I know who I'm dealing with this is my my grandma's friends homes this is like I I get it right (laughs) so the gold the statue the the overstuffed couches I mean the green marble help us all. She's trying to give us this excuse that, oh, this was 20 years ago. But even then, ma'am, even then, not a great look. <laughs> um, yeah, she's talking about how, why is everybody, why is she hired every, all of her like hired help staff or her family, which would be fine if she liked them. It's like every time she's complaining about how this, he's a contractor. He never, he takes six years to get anything done. We've been trying to do this. He can't do anything. He's so frustrating. I hate him. We have Charlinda, that poor um, lady housekeeper who was like maybe living with there and wasn't getting paid. That was a whole situation. Um, yeah, I, I, I know Mary. I know Mary and it's funny, but I get it. Um, Whitney, Mm, my girl, I'm officially taking my crown of white queen from Dorit and giving it to one Whitney Rose. She's so funny. She's so delightful. (laughs) I called it early by saying 
we saw in the trailer for this season that there was going to be like a let's get our sex life back together with Whitney and her husband Justin I know a lot of people tend not to like that like I get it like nobody wants to have to have that memory of like like the memory of Tamara and um Eddie in the bathtub is just like haunts me forever you know the flash is Ramona trying to give Mario a lap dance when he was actively cheating on her um you know I I get it nobody wants to see that nobody wants to see that okay but with that being said I said I'm here for this one and I was right I was right to feel that way and I I feel good about my decision um watching her have a conversation with Justin about hey like I need as much sex as you do I'm starting, you know, to really get into my business. I am going to, you know, the conversation of like, but I still want you here for the children. You know, we get that. But she wants to be out here in these streets, being a bad bitch, selling her skincare. And she wants him to help her with the children and not have the responsibility solely placed on her. Um, But then she has this conversation about how, you know, usually we have sex mostly every day but now it's like two to three times a week which is really bad for us and not only is it infrequent it's also this sort of like robotic utilitarian sex and producer asks her what is robotic sex we got a good 45 seconds of her in several positions um looking bored asking are you finished in doggy style just like the half-hearted cowgirl and reverse cowgirl uh, you know, just like all the things that, we, you know, we've all been there. It's like, just, just to get it over with. We, <laughs> the fact that she went. And then, and then an example of like, what is good sex? And honestly, like, it was hot. It was a little bit hot. Um, I love her. She's so funny. I mean, she's just like, so herself and, and with anybody else I'd be like girl get yourself together with these pratfalls and stuff but I just think it's so authentically her that it's absolutely delightful and I really really like her but um yeah you guys sorry for the short episode we'll be back later this week with more things I got special things special guests coming up in the near future that I'm really excited about so light a prayer candle and and send good thoughts if that happens because I'm really excited about it um if you're able to give me a five-star review on apple Podcasts, I would be really appreciative as always thank you guys so much for listening thank me for speaking love you